Aloha, this is Indar Lang, and I'm your Hawaii money guy. Today, we're going to talk about Airbnbs and some of the tricks and nuances of them all and some of the mistakes I have learned, and I want to share with you guys some of the insights I know about them. Check it out. Stay tuned. Let's do this. Just before we get started, I'd love it if you guys could subscribe below, and that way we can reach more people and just help people make their money work for them in any different way we can. Thank you, guys, and let's get started in today's content. So a little bit about what we have for Airbnbs. We've had 16 Airbnbs in Ohio and we have five Airbnbs here in Hawaii and another Turl and so forth. We've been doing them for a long time and I've been in and out of some fun ones and some bad ones and I just wanna share my experiences with them. And first of all, we say the word Airbnb, but truly they are BNBs. Airbnb is just one of the sites that we use and for you all out there, it, you should be using all of the sites as well. So there's Airbnb, there's VRBO, there's HomeAway, there's Booking.com, there's Travel Lost, uh, Trip TripAdvisor, um, there is what else we have? Hotels.com as well. So we have a site manager, and we have it on all of these sites. So when we say Airbnb, they kind of have the the name of what they are and you know but the, really that's just one site that offers your bed and breakfast that's what these are these are bed and breakfast for temporary stays um, with that said what is an airbnb these are generally one night two night three night minimum up to a month sometimes uh, people renting out either your personal house uh, or renting out a room or renting out a hotel room whatever may you may have or own and that's where it all kind of started from um, Airbnbs just became made it more popular is where we are at now today so what's some nuances about it all what's some tricks that we've had and what's some struggles that we've had in in general uh, we had a bunch in Ohio and we've since sold a bunch of them um, a little backstory about that before we even buy an Airbnb, we actually use a site, write this down guys, it's called AirDNA, A-I-R-D-N-A. And AirDNA analyzes an Airbnb and makes sure that your numbers are correct. It'll tell you, big two numbers we look at is what is the average night minimum? How much will this place make nightly? And then also what will be the average vacancies of this, this particular unit? So you can go onto that site, you can type in the address, how many, uh, you know, if it's a unit number, if it's a condo and a bedroom, um, excuse me, bedroom and bathroom counts and so forth. And then it will tell you, it will generate what what this thing should do, you know, 75% it'll be rented out monthly and it'll tell you how much you can rent it out for average you know, per month. So maybe $120. And this is going to vary through the year. You know, you'll have your busy season of Christmas and you'll have your dead seasons of maybe March or April, whatever it may be. But you just want to find the average for your whole year. And then you can analyze this deal. You can analyze, is this deal going to produce, you know, what's it going to produce? How much is it going to make? Is it going to cover my mortgage? Is it, am I going to make money at it? And uh, it's a great site. Actually, there's some loan officers that actually use that site is to analyze the same deals as you would. So check out Air DNA. I'm not affiliated with it, but great site to analyze any Airbnb across the nation. And you do got to pay for it. So, you know, obviously all that you have to factor in. 
So after you analyze that deal, then you look at this deal, is it going to work? Another tip that you should definitely do is make sure this particular place will rent at a normal rental. And this happened here in Hawaii that a ton of our all our Airbnbs, everyone knows in Hawaii, has become illegal. And there's only a set amount of Airbnbs to have. So a lot of people who had these Airbnbs and were buying them as Airbnbs, they didn't cash flow as normal rentals. They only cash flowed as an Airbnb. They're making a lot more money from it, correct? So that factored into a huge loss for a lot of people who were just getting by as an Airbnb, but they wouldn't cash flow as a rental because when the state came and changed the laws and the rules, then all these smaller you know, mom and pop or whoever would be, they basically couldn't cash flow that way and they had to sell the units off and get out of the units because you can't lose money and keep something. Um, so with that said, so whatever state you're in or whatever city you're in, definitely make sure that you could do the Airbnb or that, that city and county is not changing any regulations. If there's permits involved that you need it, be careful with that city because that permit could definitely change. You have a year permit. So one year from now is that city and county may change those permits and be ready for that because we buy these rental properties, not for the short-term lifespan of these. These are long-term assets. These are long-term holds. So can you make, you know, do Airbnb for five years, 10 years? You want to be able to sustain that growth. And if you can't, then think about these now have to become single family rentals. These have to become normal rentals. And will they cash flow that way? So one, if they work as an Airbnb, we make sure they also work as a 1% rule. And that 1% rule is, I talk about heavily on my Instagram and Facebook, it's that whatever you purchase this property for, it needs to rent for 1% of what that rent is. So if you buy it, for $100,000, it needs to rent for $1,000 a month. Um, with that said, that is our kind of plan B. So you got to have plan A, plan B. You have to have different exit strategies with these type of deals. And plan C is to sell it and to, as a flip as to you know make money off of that sale. So if you can't do plan B, but you want to Airbnb it, you still need to make money as a flip. You need to get out of that deal and not lose money. So we will buy properties as great Airbnb, Airbnbs, but not necessarily work as a as a um, as a single family rental. But we can still get out of the deal and not lose any money. So make sure you have exit strategies in this game, because hey, this game of real estate it's very uh, you know can eat you alive. It's a lot of money at stake. So have different exit strategies, understand that deal, understand worst case scenarios. And that's what I'm speaking of, understanding the worst case scenario. So these cities may be, you know, ready to change their laws, you know, anytime soon. That's what happens here in Hawaii with all these Hawaii, uh, these Hawaii hotels started to change their laws and the hotel industry basically was coming after it, a lot of the airbnbs and a little insight of what i heard why the hotel industry came after uh, airbnbs obviously because it was taking some of their business as we all know but um they used they lobbied to the government to the state that 
their employees would have to pay higher rent because of there's less rentals available because of more everyone was Airbnb, Airbnb and everything. So they lobbied to the city and county to get rid of Airbnbs to keep their employees costs down so they didn't have to pay you know all these higher higher rents mean they have to pay their employees more uh, and that's what they how they lobbied to get airbnbs taken care of i'm sure there was this is hawaii so there's a lot of money changing hands and so forth that's kind of how hawaii works i mean that's just how hawaii run is run so more into that's analyzing understanding airbnbs and make sure you have that second kind of outage of it all and to be able to get out of that deal and then now once you actually purchase that airbnb um the things to look out for too now that we have laws here in hawaii make sure that building allows a zoning for it that association for example waikiki we all think you can airbnb everything in waikiki and that's not true there is the building association also has to allow under 30-day rentals as well so that association the aoao has to allow it too so there's there's a handful of buildings in waikiki about 20 of them i have a list of them that you can legally uh airbnb into those buildings so besides the the zoning of the area the land has to allow from the Sydney county then the building also has to be allowed on oahu right now it's it's waikiki Colina and North Shore is the zoning, but also that building has to allow for that short-term rental as well. So that's just to be, you know, make sure it's legal in a sense. Um, so that's just off the bat. You got to make sure that you can do it legally as well. Um, and then, and then you finally get that Airbnb, and now you're going to start listing that. You're going to get. You're going to set up a service. Uh, first step is to you know buy the property then to you always want to come in there and just put in nice new clean things you can do a lot with a couple grand you can do a lot by going to ross and target and amazon and um, you know are hiring a decorator as well hiring somebody or getting a a girl that you know and i say a girl because <laughs> they often design better than some of us men um, and getting them out there to help you just designing made a creative real creative real fun atmosphere we do a lot of fun things in our airbnbs not too over the top because of damages that will occur to a lot of these things but hanging some pictures of some angel wings on a wall so they can have, take some fun pictures or uh, being creative with some of the accent walls and providing a full airbnb so having beach chairs and towels and snorkel mask and everything there for that guest you know some boogie boards to really help them really enjoy their stay shampoos a full kitchen with everything stocked in the kitchen um, really helps that guest to enjoy their stay you're trying to do this because you really want to build a great reputation repetition for your airbnb and who you are and so forth and uh We've bought in some Airbnbs where the previous host just didn't, you know, it was just outdated, old. They didn't take care of it. And we come in and just give it a new face, facelift, you know, spend three, four grand on it and just give it a whole new face. Facelift often goes a long way to help this, you know, 
business to start thriving again. And that's what you're doing. You're figuring out how to create somebody else's business sometimes that was Airbnb and to help it thrive and help it do more. And I'll talk about that here in a second with some other things like automations and um, software involved and not just doing it, you know, with a pen and paper and a phone call. And um, so after you get that thing very nice and new and clean and you put some cool little you know modern touches to it make it make it very unique you want a uniqueness you want it to have personality you know fun tile maybe in your bathroom fun accent walls really fun decorations but don't go over the top because this is an airbnb and they do get beat up and we have we have a house that actually during covid was getting um uh, not but towards the end of covid it was getting used a lot for parties and people would go and party at this this house and it got beat up and it was a brand new renovated house that we did and everything was new to it but no one else had a place to go so they were using this house so things get beat up at all your airbnbs things get beat up just imagine how you are at an airbnb and even if you're a nice clean perfect person um, there's still things that happen just the foot traffic and the usage of people in and out every day so things that you wouldn't guess get really beat up um, i've seen some people who recently uh, got a bunch of airbnbs and they're really doing a great job at them but they've only had them for a year and i start looking at all the things they have in the unit it's like just wait till you see um, how much um, things get beat up and it takes to upkeep things you know if you have a, a hot tub or a, a, a pool that you know is on the side of your unit or you have a bunch of toys in the yard or a bunch of fun things for people to use you know it's a swing or something which is super cute but that's just going to get torn up you know even in your yards for example you got to keep them very neutral and safe because um you know one party at your house things you know people are just going to tear it all up and you can get money you can get uh, reimbursements from airbnb from booking.com you can get reimbursements um, you should definitely have a deposit set up to cover that's that kind of stuff but you know three four five hundred bucks only goes a, a long way when some of these damages you know we've had faucets breaking and water whatever you know they damages can go a long way when uh, people are using these units um and so forth and the best place i would say you know to get uh, i'm not a professional decorator by far but i just know that costco is great costco already figured out what the number one pillow is what the number one bed is what the number one towel is you know they have big tubs of of shampoo and big tubs of conditioner those big big bottles so we provide all of those kind of things also we go on amazon and we bought then the small little hotel ones as well for some of the airbnbs and provide that for guests the kind of small ones we can throw them away and switch them out as well um, the sheets are great on there as well so we get actually a lot of our things from costco some of the decorations too um, i'll just get the pots and pans from there they have some metal cool pictures um, silverware uh, you know some of the kitchenware stuff we'll just get it all from there it's just easier and quicker for me i can go in there with one cart and excuse me 
I can walk out of there with like three, four carts and just get it done quickly. Then I'll go into Amazon and get some of the fun decoration kind of stuff. And uh, that's where we get most of our good stuff. If you want to spend more money on things, that's great. Um, but don't go too over the top because you generally will be changing these things later on. It just happens. These places get beat up. Um, and second part of it all is to have a good team involved. You definitely need a good handyman or you definitely need to know one or yourself. You don't want to be doing yourself. Um, ultimately, your time is money, so you do not want to have that. So, so having a good handyman as well as your cleaning company, your cleaners in general. I have amazing, amazing uh, cleaning person out there and his team. Um, and shout out to him. He does a great job. He will definitely take care of that unit and he'll go above and not beyond we do we do special cleans once in a while where we'll come back and maybe it's an off day and we'll come back and we'll do a deep clean just an extra clean because these places are getting beat up you know that he may have missed from that one clean because generally he has a he has like a couple hours two three hours to clean in between guests so he doesn't have as much time to do a deep clean. So we do a monthly deep clean kind of hair there. We'll pick we'll pick a you know a vacant day or something. We'll do deep cleans as well as he helps with uh, he, he takes care of all the supplies. You know we have all the shampoos and conditioners and toilet papers and uh, supplies that is needed for it. And he will take care of all of that stuff. I do pay him separately to take care of that stuff, but he takes care of all of that great, great stuff. So I don't have to be doing that. You know, I don't want to be going to Costco every week. So I do pay him extra to do that. So you find a cleaner that helps with that kind of stuff, as well as the sheets and the towels and washing those. We do always white sheets and white towels and keep it very white. That way they can interchange between units as well as just easier to clean and bleach and you're not worrying about them getting colored and so forth. And white is clean and white is crisp and uh, you can buy new sheets and so forth and they'll match with other white pillowcases or white whatever you have, you know, the fitted sheet. So just keep it nice and crisp and clean and new. You're almost trying to make it like it look like a hotel. That's what I try to do. I, I try to make it nice, like a clean, nice hotel. So we want that crisp, nice feeling when they come into a unit. Um, it is super important to have them very cleaned as well. That is obviously a, a must, must on all Airbnbs. And it's hard um, because sometimes something will get missed. You know, your cleaner only has a few hours. Um, and it will happen, especially when you start getting volume, when we, we have a lot of Airbnbs, you know, there's something that something will come up, there's something will somebody will complain about something. So you're really trying to prevent those complaints. Um, because so importantly is your reviews into all of that. And now let's talk about that. How are we so great with our reviews? We are super host and we're all that great stuff. And do you, you don't see me texting all day, guests and so forth. And we're super hosts because we have some software and some automations um, involved with that kind of stuff. Um, so we've been using IGMS. IGMS was a great software for us and it's a great with automations. It helps us with a few huge things. So it does an automation. So when our guests 
uh, first check in of course we it sends out a all the checkout check in instructions all the basic basic stuff of wi-fi's and the code for the door as well air, airport directions just go over the top and give them everything you possibly can think of they're going to need you know how to find a place if you walk around the corner here you know be real descriptive in that and then we also send them it as a pdf in picture form as well so they can have a picture form um, you know, you're just trying to ease that any kind of um, uh, how to use the key, how to find a lockbox, exactly where it is, show a picture where that lockbox is. So you're just trying to ease the whole process to be very simple. Um, after the check-in, we'll have a, another text uh, automation set out. Hey, how's your stay going? You know, is there anything you need? We're checking in with them. And then we have a few other automations where we're just constantly checking in with the guest. You know, at the end of the stay, how their stay was, please leave a review. Um, all these kind of stuff. Um, even before the stay, let's get, you know, be trying to get you ready for a stay, you know, Keep in mind this and this and this. So we're really trying to automate that experience for the guests where they're we're just constantly in their face interacting with them. Um, and then my team will all comment back if we need to. Because a super important, important thing when a guest comments is you have to respond back very quickly. You have to respond within an hour or so. Even when they say thank you, you need to be the last one to say thank you. So you say thank you, they say thank you, you got to say thank you. Um, that's all very important. So if you have a lot of these auto responders set up, now you have a great, we have 100% communication on our, on our, um, on our, profile so we have great communication because of these these automations that are set up in there and um you know there's things that will come up and they're you know they couldn't figure out how to how to turn the key in a clockwise direction or turning counterclockwise. there's everything you think of the funniest stupidest thing will come up and uh, it was 12 in the morning you know they're calling you so you know be ready for those kind of stuff i try to have my team take care of it so i'm not the only one involved in, in taking care of this because you do want to act fast and you don't want to be cumbersome dealing with this kind of stuff um so having that great software we are now actually just got off the phone with guesty i think we're going to switch over to guesty um, igms we're having some trouble with some payments with uh, booking.com um, we're able to use IGMS and actually use multiple, multiple different sites. So we use IGMS um, for it. It's a channel manager, what's what's called, and it can put our our hotel room or whatever it is onto Airbnb, VRBO, um, uh, Booking.com, Travel, TripAdvisor, and um, we've been VRBO. So we actually have some trouble with igms collecting payments for booking.com and it has been a little clunky i guess in some of the services when guests have canceled um, they've not been listing those sites as available again so we've just been struggling with some of those things so we're actually switching to guesty so it's a great channel manager to list your site on every other platform because airbnb is just one platform that's 75, 80% of the market, yes, we all use Airbnb, but you do want to capture that other, you know, 25% of the market. You want to capture that listing to be always fully booked and then also being booked at optimal, 
at the optimal price. So we just started, well, we've been using Price Labs now for about a year, and Price Labs helps push our listings to what the prices should be. I used to try and figure out myself what I think this Airbnb or this listing should be rented at nightly, but we, um, you know, we were under the mark sometimes, we were too short, too much. So Price Labs now figures out the exact amount every night, you know, maybe a concert's going on, there's lack of inventory, whatever it may be, they're going to figure out what that listing's um, should cost and you're gonna pay you know 20 bucks 40 bucks a month for that for that software um, but can you generate $40 more and you should look at that and it's you know it may be you may be a fully hundred percent occupied but you're occupied too too low in your cost and you're not bringing up your cost so it's just a dynamic pricing tool that helps you figure out what your pricing should be. And if you want to do it your way, that's fine. You know, go onto Craigslist, go onto other Airbnbs and look what they're renting them for. See what that building or that area rents for and try to, you know, dyma dynamically price yourself that way and have more for the weekends as well. And um, you can do it nightly, Mondays, Monday, Tuesdays less, more on Friday, something like that you could do. Um, I've since stopped doing that and just used the software. And you can actually tweak the software too if you do want to bring it down some costs as well. So using Price Labs as well is great. Um, also another uh, important part of it is having some kind of software. Guesty and IGMS, they have um, a communications for your cleaners. So our cleaners are getting uh, notified right away that hey this Airbnb is becoming ready to clean let's get this thing cleaned out um, you know we have a guest that just checked in last minute and it's checking out you know tomorrow so be ready for that so it's a great way that you don't have to be calling your cleaner to let them know you have guests coming here and there um, it's just so they're aware of it they can schedule their own self you know they have a life so they have to schedule themselves so it's a great place to just schedule everything out um, and just makes it easier for your cleaner as well as, you know, both sides of it too, well, the guests too. So making sure the guests know uh, it's clean and, and so forth. Another trick we do is, not trick, but um, we used to do a two night, five night minimum at the house and so forth. We've since scaled back down to a, a nightly minimum. We have a one night minimum and in doing so, um, we actually get more bookings that way and we make more that way as well. So we're making more uh, doing that by getting the, the unit filled more because no one else has nightly or there's, you know, a spot here or there. We can kind of fill it up a lot faster and more, a lot more. So I've changed it to a nightly minimum to really utilize and uh, get more out of out of that listing as well. Um you know, the last part of the software that we use um, from Homeway IGMS is, um, you know, you should use a, a Stripe for an automation for payments as well. We're just setting, we have that set up or um, you should also use, um, I can't even think of the name of it, but having having different software, it, it makes it just so much easier to, to have it all set up and have it just automated and just so it takes away from you and all your troubles of dealing with it all because you do want to automate the whole thing. Um, a lockbox is the, the last important, obviously, part of it all and having a software with that to train your, 
change your code dynamically. You can actually integrate it with Guesty as well. They'll allow you to change that code on that lockbox you know, then dynamically as a guest check in and out and so forth. Again, you're trying to auto automate this thing. Um, some little, little things are important. Professional pictures, go pay for professional pictures. Do not use your iPhone and do it yourself. Pay the 100, 200 bucks and get some professional pictures. It will save you money in the long run. So having good pictures, extremely important. Um, put a king size bed if you can into there to give that guest you know a grander feeling and say that on the listing um, also how you describe the listing is very important the header the title that you put on there super important make sure it's catchy maybe cap lock some certain items that you want to stand out uh, fun emojis is important as well when you're listing that listing on the those sites um, and and you're just trying to make it pop in front of everybody else's of course so um that's some of the biggest basics basics as well and then on top of that we have a turtle we have a car that we rent out as well it's just like airbnb and uh, we actually have a minivan a honda odyssey i think it is i've seen it uh, twice now <laughs> But um, so when guests check into our Airbnbs, we send out an automated message. Hey, if you like to rent our minivan, it, it comes with the unit. You can rent the minivan. Here's the site to go rent to it. It's on Turl, but they would have to go to the Turl site to rent it as well. Um, and that thing does extremely well. It's rented out. I think we're three months booked all the time. And this gives that guest that, that feeling of having something else for them to use as well. So that's the simplicity of it all, but it's really complex. So make sure you have, uh, you know, a good understanding of this before you dive on into it. And there's a ton of costs that go into these deals. So make sure you understand a ton of costs that they go into all these deals when you, when you buy these Airbnbs. I just want to take a quick second. And if you're enjoying our content, please subscribe below. I love it if you guys can leave us a review or a comment or let me know what you guys thought. I love honest feedback and I love hearing what you guys think. So in segment one, we ask questions to guests. And one of the questions we got to one of our um, lovely, lovely, great viewers out there is from Tasha. And she asked, what do I do if an Airbnb uh, resident throws a party and trashes my property so that's a great question and we learned the hard way because one of our airbnbs they were throwing parties at them all the time and we didn't specify on there airbnb called it on this on us out on this and say you need to say on there no parties allowed so we've since char changed <laughs> that description say no parties allowed and two we started requiring a deposit. We didn't actually have a deposit onto our Airbnb. So you can actually specify every time somebody rents your place to have a $300 deposit. Now you think $300, that's not going to cover much, you know? So on that one large party that we had, huge party they had at one of our houses, they did trash a lot. And uh, Airbnb was able to refund us for a lot of the broken blinds and they broke sink faucets and so forth and we had to do a huge cleanup so airbnb did give us most of the money 
to cover that cost. Uh, you know, I did fudge it to make sure it covered a little extra because there was just wear and tear damage that I counted for. You know, we had to touch up paint and so forth. But you can most of the times get most of your money back for these costs. Um, if not, that's just you do have to account for that managing these properties. You do have to account for um, the upkeep of these properties. So you should have it's called a capital expenditure. You should have a CapEx included when you analyze these deals. So you need to account for the upkeep and it's a huger upkeep. Normally it's a um, 5-10% for capital expenditures for rentals. So you just raise that capital expenditures to up to 15% um, because these are going to have bigger wear and tear for these properties. So make sure when you analyze a deal you have a capital expenditure involved into that into that deal so great question please ask more on our instagram or our facebook pages i love answering questions as we talk about every week and i want to help you guys in some of the the insights i've struggled with airbnb deal highlight of the week i just talked about this last week we do have this huge huge shopping center at a 12 cap we are purchasing we are doing right now a pre-fund a pre-race seeing anyone who would be I want to commit to the deal as well pre before we buy this property we're actually trying to pre-raise funds um it's called a, a soft raise so if you're interested in this huge property we're going to buy we're giving off some huge tax credits so anyone who makes a lot of money and needs some tax savings will give you the huge tax savings we get from this property um dollar for dollar so whatever you put in you'll get that tax savings back and then we'll get uh, your funds back when we refinance this property in three to five years um, and then as well as our investors also will make eight percent um, annualized return on their money so you make an eight percent return you'll get a dollar for dollar tax credit and you get all your money back in about three years once we stabilize this property so it's a great deal super excited um, we're partnering more with people now instead of just investors for some of these larger assets they do take um, three to five years as well to stabilize and do them they're large large assets it's a shopping center with uh, office max and this huge gym in it um, so completely rented out office space we're super excited to bring that opportunity to our investors so check out our portal um, check out indarhawaii.com and you can click invest now you can kind of see all the information about the deal so indarhawaii.com as well and Indar Hawaii is all my social media handles, guys. So Indar Hawaii, Facebook, Instagram, Instagram, all those. Go on there and message and comment. And I love to hear the things you guys want me to talk about because I'll talk to you hours about it. I'll tell you all the insights of all these different real estate and money, fun stuff we can talk about. So check all of that out. Thank you, guys. So thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Make sure you subscribe and check out all our upcoming investment opportunities. And really, please, honestly, just leave a review, a comment. I love to answer everyone's questions, and I love talking story with you guys. And I want to help you guys learn and achieve your goals in life. And I'm really blessed and happy to be able to give that experience to you guys. Because, hey, when I started, there was no one doing this. So I want to be the Hawaii guy to help you guys you know, succeed in whatever you guys are doing in life. And there's more than enough for us to go around. There's abundance in life. And I'm really blessed and super excited to be able to share with you guys some of my wins as well as my losses in life and to help you guys grow as well. So please, please subscribe to Indar Hawaii on my Instagram, social media, and my YouTube channels, as well as on our podcast as well. So thank you guys and have a great day. Aloha.